Alright, g'day, it's Patrick here for another episode of Solid 60. This is number 6. Um, see how we go. I'm going to just read a couple of articles because I haven't done a Beyond the Con this week. Um, well, we'll have to start doing them weekly because I've finally managed to sync up the podcast and the web log or whatever you're going to call it. It's like a journal. It's weird. It's not something you see. Um, people pump out little articles about certain subjects. Uh, which are easy to read. Not me. I'm going to write really, really long form journal magazine style things, which is which almost have like five or six different articles in one hit. It's probably not the best way to do it if you want a huge audience, but it's just, I think, the easiest way for me to put it together at the moment. So for now, that's how it's going to run. Uh, but tonight, like I said, I've just got the uh, older articles, which I've never put on tape, so to speak. So I might go through a couple of them and see what kind of weird mistakes that uh, got left behind. It's all happening on Facebook. I'm a little bit addicted, as anyone who knows me will um, agree with quite emphatically. This guy will not get off the phone. But uh, yeah, I got involved in a bit of a discussion thread about Lincolns. I love me a Lincoln. They don't make them like they used to. The old 60s Continentals year is this guy posting. I'm in a Facebook group. Uh, if you're into cars at all, check it out. It's probably my favorite. Um, hey, look, it's automobiles that you may or may not find cool. Love the wordy title and uh, you, f- you find some really sweet stuff in here. So Jason has posted a, uh, a 64 Continental. God, that's beautiful. I do have to say that. White wall tires. Um, everyone's posting a bunch of other examples. Ever since I saw The Matrix, I've wanted one. They're pretty sweet. And I think there's something similar to the style that they had in a movie with uh, Justin Timberlake, of all people, called In Time. I have the internet right in front of me. In Time Car, there you go. It's not a Lincoln Continental. They are in it, though, look. There's a few different ones he drives. Uh, there's like a weird Dodge Challenger, maybe. Let's test my uh, car knowledge. Because there's a coupe, obviously, that they crash. I remember that very much like an old Challenger or Charger. Wow, how did that? Yeah, it's a Dodge Challenger. See, I do know what I'm talking about sometimes. And then, of course, the 1961 Lincoln Continental as, like, the taxis for the rich people. Just simply gorgeous. A long time before I can afford one. And as has come up in this discussion thread, it's not too easy to get them over here. There's a whole bunch of people talking about asbestos testing. Can be done in the U.S. before it leaves. It's no biggie. They can still pull your container up to get tested, though. It still costs you money. God, I had no idea cars were full of asbestos. That is kind of scary. Not that you would be, you know, breathing it in, but the legislation here just makes it a nightmare to bring anything like that over. So it's just one of those uh, pipe dream type things I like to hunger for. Uh, more realistic would be paying off my golf for the next maybe year or two and then seeing what the credit situation is like for something a bit cooler. Then, of course, by that point, I'd probably want to deposit on a house, but God knows they're, they're tightening the screws on that stuff, so it's uh, not too likely. And my uh, efforts to uh, go gold digging, gold digging, I don't know what it is. If you're just out there talking to people on the street, out and about, you never seem to stuff up words as much as you do when you're trying to record it for posterity. Suddenly I'm like Russian or a character in Twin Peaks speaking backwards but yeah if we're going to stick to personal stuff for a moment uh, I had the fitness goals last week didn't go too well there 
Um, I did go to the gym for an hour. Was sore for a few days after that. Uh, I think I got in one jiu-jitsu class. And um, that's about it. Didn't eat too well. Lots of fast food. Uh, I did buy a bunch of uh, healthy ready meals from Woolies the other day. Haven't got into them yet, but, uh, you know, lots of rice and small servings, sizes. So we'll see if they don't just become icebergs in the fridge. Freezer. I've got two freezers. And so far they're just full of fish fingers, but we're trying to mix that up a little bit. Nearly 40 after all, come on. Always felt bad that I never learned to cook properly. Saw Infinity War, obviously, I was amazing. Finally got the review done. That's on the Banana Split podcast. There was four of us in a large room. I had to move the mic around a little bit to try and catch everyone. I'm not sure that worked properly. I've still got to edit it. It's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know how much to go into the personal side of it. It was Elizabeth and Peter on I think their last day as a couple. And that's a whole lot of can of worms to unpack. So I'm just going to leave that there. Just not a... Uh, didn't see that coming in terms of it happening and then not happening I just I've given up on trying to understand how people work but uh, either way they're good people so they find happiness wherever they look for it um, what am I looking for now I'll go back to the article an old one I did about the EB Expo and I haven't actually read this I feel bad um, because I write all this stuff and I get annoyed that people don't read it but then how much am I reading by the other writers. So maybe let's go through it because uh, I don't recall actually giving this more than a skim. EB Expo, it's come and gone this year. It was a bit of a scene change held at the Gold Coast. Lucky enough to get a media pass for my first time ever. I headed in early Saturday to see this set up before the doors opened. Like a shopping center before a sale, the floor was quiet, save for the setup of various pre-release games awaiting the horde of eager gamers outside. I looked around in awe, a deer in the headlights, if you will, at all the shiny attractions. Now, this guy does give me a bit of shit for my poor grammar and so on um i know he means it in a mm, you know where a, a mate will rib you good naturedly but it still hurts <laughs> so if i can find uh any true fuck ups in here i'll be slightly smug about it so let's see how we go my first choice after passing the amazing thermal take pc setups and the just dance stage they always have one of those was to pick up a controller to play Uncharted on PS4. It wasn't long before the floodgates opened and the lines began to grow, everyone rushing in for a chance to get hands-on experience with this year's titles, consoles and accessories from Sony, Microsoft, blah blah blah, a whole bunch of names. There was even a retro gaming setup to chill and relax with comfy chairs supplied by our friends at ZQ Racing. And there's a link there because they're kind of our first sponsor. Um, we basically did one of those things where there's banners and if anyone buys one and uses our code to get whatever it was 10% off then I think we were supposed to get a kickback or something but I'm not sure how that went I'd never heard of uh, anything coming in from that but um, it was a good effort we had to start somewhere so if we can build on that success uh, day one consisted of mostly wandering around checking out all that was on offer jumping into any line for a game that didn't wrap around multiple booths uh, completing a Mario puzzle attending the Microsoft game showcase and finishing off with the just cause cosplay competition. Being a PC gamer, I quickly found myself drawn to the HP Omen stage, or indulged in multiple rounds of Overwatch, returning throughout the weekend to play Mercy for a chance to win passes to BlizzCon. Obviously, uh, I didn't win. Uh, day 2 started off a little meteor with a 15-minute demo of Assassin's Creed Origins in 4K on Xbox One. For someone who hasn't played an Assassin's Creed game in a few years, I must admit, I'm intrigued. 
The game handled well and looked great in 4K, even better on PC. I had a little trouble with the quest objective disappearing, but part of me wonders if it was just me being a bad assassin. I enjoyed playing Lucky Super Lucky's Tales, and it reminds me of classics such as Busby, Conker's Bad Fur Day, and Spyro. Well, that's a deep cut. I haven't heard of Bubsy for a long time. Seamless title screen tutorial. This is a great family and kids choice for the holidays. These tales. Well, he only has got the release dates for the games that he's talking about. I tried out Cuphead, supposedly one of the hardest running gun games with the Technicolor finish. I lasted a grand total of two minutes before quitting. A word of warning, you don't want to make a deal with the devil. Uh, Revan and I had our IDs checked as we lined up to play 15 minutes of South Park. The fractured but whole. All was hush-hush as Ubisoft employees worked tirelessly to ensure it kept its R18 rating. Exposed to some one of the most sensitive parts of the game, I was intrigued and appalled all at once as I navigated a strip club in terms in search of answers and some interestingly disgusting ingredients for a drink. Now, the writer just said Revan and I. I thought this was written by Revan. There isn't a... I did scroll down earlier. Um, oh yes, there's about Monkey. May dance for bananas and scotch. So that's either Revan's partner or one of our other one-off writers because I haven't seen a lot from whoever that is. I'm guessing it's a lady. Everyone comes up with these cute screen names and no one knows who they are. Throw some personality in. The writing's fine. so And I can't feel smug about it because they've never given me shit. Oh well. That's what we need. More of that. Hopefully they're still around. Um, our sort of group chat thing is kind of dead right now so I'll have to jump in there next week when I do another I'm calling it a journal because it's like I'm just basically wrapping up all the week's news uh, having trouble finding some fresh stuff uh, I've got to admit but uh, I'll get there I've got a week plenty of time to get home early from a very dead work day and um, hoover up what's going on so back to the article. Two other honourable mentions go to Dragon Ball Fighter Z uh, and Pokemon Tournament for the Nintendo Switch. I have fond memories of playing Pokken on gaming machines in Japan and had a rare opportunity to face off against a rep from Nintendo. Long story short, he thrashed me, but I held my own playing Pikachu, not my usual choice. It's been about six months since I played, and in the end, I earned a bow. I again attended the Just Cause cosplay competition on Sunday where our fearless leader put on a stunning sabre show as his namesake, Darth Revan. While he didn't take away a prize, it was still fantastic to see some of the amazing costumes brought along for display. Overall, the setup of the convention was well thought out. The laneways were wide, easy to navigate, and there was plenty of seating around for the fatigued gamers to rest their thumbs and feet. There weren't many stores set up on the convention floor, however. EB did have a loot store to set up at the set up at the end of the hall which also experienced large lines and at some points over an hour wait to get in oh my god they had a similar store at the eb games thing in sydney and i don't remember ever seeing a wait to get into the shop i don't think i ever would have bothered because it's basically the same stuff they have um in the stores so i'm not sure what was going on there some of it is a bit cheaper but jesus given the option i would love to attend eb expo next year i'm hoping they again hold it at the gold coast and who knows Maybe there will be an even bigger turnout. I don't know what happened this year. I haven't heard about uh, what's going on. That was good. Can't fault it. I'll have to find one of Revan's though. I know he's done a few reviews. And uh, hopefully gleefully shout to the heavens when I do find the inevitable typo. Or maybe he is actually um, a bit more careful than me. And what's going on over on Facebook? I know Christian 
a pelt, Christian with a K, one of my heroes on Facebook, because he imports awesome cars, and uh, it just seems like a super smart dude, is commenting on the thread about importing Lincolns. What a dream. So where are we with asbestos? I can't believe I'm reading out Facebook threads. But I really like this stuff. Check latest unique cars for the article. Oh, I will. It's a good magazine. Used to be just basically um, pages and pages of awesome cars that are a little bit different um, for sale. I remember reading them when I was maybe seven, eight years old growing up in the country. Well, I read a lot at that time, but my uncle would give me his old copies. Uh, he was a bit of a car nut. And, um, yeah, I would bring them to school, eventually incorporated them into the year four lesson plan. She would give us a budget. Old uh, Mrs. Christ, I forget her name, even though I had a crush. Mrs. Adams, I think. And, um, yeah, that was good times. So I've got a soft spot for the mag. And these days it's got like a, a full-on 50-page opening section, which is just well-written articles and um, profiles and things it's it's really cool get your bang for your buck for your 10 bucks or whatever it is and there's not enough magazines still going so i'm glad to see that's still quite strong hopefully um <clears throat> article giant crocker shit we've still got suburbs of asbestos hanging around the dive melbourne and it's in a lot of chinese imported garbage not just cars but was even in locomotives yet once again the older cars are the first target to point the blame at a disgrace there are places this is christian in the u.s doing abf approved pre-testing where people get in trouble is declaring cars as asbestos-free without bothering to check before sending it. Cars that have been tested overseas come here and are subject to testing again due to us not recognising the overseas testing, either leaving the owners with a lengthy wait, expensive test to ship cars back overseas. Well, that kind of contradicts what Christian just said, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, but I'll leave Facebook for now and go back to the next article, which is Sydney Oz Comic Con 2017. And for some reason, all the photos, except for like the the banner, the header image, aren't loading. So I don't know what's going on there. I can't even click on them. They're just dead links. There are links at the bottom though to the actual. It's still there on Facebook. God, there's some horror show. I don't, I don't know why they're not showing up. Anyway, and, and apparently she wants me to use links, not upload them to the actual WordPress site because it's full. Uh, so that's annoying. It's much easier just to go bang, upload. I don't know. These days, you just have to make a bit more of an effort. Never gets easier, does it? Um, anyway, Oz Comic Con. Uh, we'd call this a solid 60, but it's definitely not 60 minutes. No one could listen to me and just me for that long. I don't think I could even listen to myself. Convention Centre in Sydney, Australia. It's the last leg and one we were lucky enough to cover for the entire two days it was in town. While most of us ended up with an all-time high, mainly to see friends old and new, there are the usual good and bad points to discuss. Given that it is held at the newly refurbished and sparkly convention centre in Darling Harbour, I for one am glad that it is close to dining facilities, photo opportunity areas and access to public transport. That and a walking distance from the nearest train stations nearby, you can imagine the general public were wondering why people were in costume and not realising a pop culture convention had even landed. The increase in foot traffic due to its busy location just had to add to ticket sales. Um, and even at the ICC, to be honest, it's not like an open building where you can just kind of accidentally end up in there. It's, it's quite, you, you have to get on an escalator and um, 
it's got kind of a closed off feeling to it so you do kind of have to be pretty curious about what's going on to end up in there um, but I'm still sure it was it was much busier than the year before so here we go step inside the venue it is spread out on all two and a half levels inside the main hall you can easily spot the iconic stalls such as the tick Star Wars Marvel and DC Comics recognize any of the above then yes you have finally reached Mecca other vendors from geek wares clothing and props are spread out surrounding the major stalls step outside the adjoining doors near the artist alley you come across a spacious rooftop so many photo opportunities right there in that huge amount of space despite the wind tunnel finally two separate stages one for panels and the other for competitions especially for the co coveted champions of cosplay while there are many good points to its newfound home it did suffer in some ways from the move since moving from its stomping grounds from glebe rather than seeing everything all spread out it felt smaller the top floor is mainly where all the vendors and artists alley is at and so too is cosplay central despite recognizing the iconic stalls it was a challenge to find a vendor you wanted to visit upon arriving at cosplay central from either entrance to the back of the hall it's small and congested even queuing up for a free photo with any of the photographers was a hindrance for cosplayers finding the stages to attend either a panel or competition was more of a workout than a quick round the corner located two floors below the main hall going to either stage as it was a mission with or without props what can i say about the volunteers they are the living blood and we admire their time and dedication wow who wrote that i know it says at the bottom that um marie and patrick i thought i did most of it though I'm not too sure but that came across as super odd i mean it's way too late to um, fix it but I know we meant well they are the living blood however when it comes to upcoming events panels and competitions there are times they're unsure when and where they are located a little more training would go a long way to making the perfect con from what we hear they receive little more than free entry and compensation so maybe with a little more incentive if not monetary and maybe discounts on vendors and photos with guests would perk them up a little still everyone we encountered was super friendly and did their best to help that noise was the uh, Windows antivirus software. God, I hate that stuff. Brand new laptop, which I haven't put anything on other than Audacity, and uh, still has all that bloody malware, which is what I consider that anything that pops up every two days to, oh, you need to scan and install and download. So piss off. That being more annoying than the actual viruses they're trying to prevent half the time. Back to the article on the general cosplay side of things it was just as crowded with colorful interpretations of characters as ever i would say only about three percent of cosplayers made the trek down to the competition stages and we had our hands full just trying to keep up with all the wonderful costumes we included links to the usual albums and they will grow in size as friends send in theirs to add to the collection by the end of october our galleries will be fit to burst with as many happy cosplayers as we could find oh that's nice Oz Comic Con, though, had to see the year out in Sydney, which was nice for us locals who were spoilt with the national finals of their cosplay championship. The winner, A.K. Wiru, who is also from Sydney, gets to travel to the Chicago next, kind of should have added in uh, championships or something there, to represent Australia and we're always, and we're all very proud of him. Yeah, I think he came second when he finally got there. Um, 
which just shows how tough it is over there. So basically cosplay fans had nothing to complain about. The quality was up as it has been year after year and the number of cosplayers trying new things and blowing the minds of hapless pedestrians who wandered into the area is on the rise. There were a few grumbles about the lack of air conditioning in the main hall and the lights could have been a little brighter. Other than that and the overcrowding, especially near the celebrity signature and photo booth side of the hall, it was a fairly awesome weekend for anyone who gets excited by the sight of lycra warbler and outrageous makeup and highly detailed props yeah it was some pretty cool speaking of the special guests though while jason momoa was in town partly thanks to being only a state away filming aquaman the lack of big name heavy hitters would have been would have presented a challenge to the marketing people at oz comic con while there were a bunch of voice actors who ran successful panels jason momoa himself didn't do one and was over an hour late on the saturday morning to his signing testing the patience of fans who had already been waiting a long time by mid-morning Going by the smiling faces coming out of the booth, though, everyone loved the time they did get to spend with him. Over the next week, there was an endless deluge of Momoa photos going up online. The compulsion to capture a moment with a favourite star and then share it with friends is a strong one, and as long as people are willing to pay for the privilege, there's always going to be conventions flying them over. Hopefully next year, it will be in a slightly bigger hall. Sources confirm this is likely. And there will be a few more interesting names on the title card to bring in the punters. Being so close to the city and the only large convention at that location in 2018, there's no question it's going to be popular. Let's just keep our fingers crossed that everyone's expectations are met, that lessons are learnt from this year. In the meantime, we hope to see some of you at the next convention. Signing off, Marie and Patrick. Here's probably the only article we um, signed off together. Close that one. I've got another one here for Rooster Teeth. Uh, from this year. Read it and see if it jogs my memory. Rooster Teeth is a growing media company from Texas that produces podcasts, web series and anime for a global community of very loyal fans. Hey, that's right, that was this year. Like, really loyal. So much so, they have their own annual expo known as RTX, which provides a meeting point for friends who may have known each other for years online as avatars or screen names, but can now come together in person to celebrate their favourite voice actors, writers and podcast hosts from the burgeoning media empire that is Rooster Teeth. Every day, Rooster Teeth releases hours of free online content, including podcasts, cartoons, and videos of their presenters playing video games. While this writer is not yet across all of the content, I have chuckled at a few episodes of Red vs. Blue, which is arguably what kickstarted their success, and can definitely see why the fandom can get so intense. This was the third time they've come to Sydney and only the second at the International Convention Centre in Darling Harbour. It's been growing steadily year by year, but given its narrow focus, it's never going to be as huge as was Comic-Con or Smash, but that's just fine with the Rooster Teeth community. Being overly familiar with their content myself, even I could appreciate the extra room. You have to walk around the hall when the crowd shrinks a little and there are no long lines for amenities. Food stalls, you can usually find a table even if you have to share it. I like to think the oversized round tables are purpose-built to actually encourage people to make new friends. That kudos goes to the venue management though. Unfortunately, other than keeping it clean and open on time, the ICC let down the home side a little this year. More than a few photographers were asked to leave from the lobby areas because they had too much kit, flashes, etc. And some were ejected merely for having a fancy camera. The official website for ICC states the following. Below. Um, I've got like a screen cap from the website which is any audio or video recording devices 
professional cameras with detachable lenses or fixed lenses that extend more than five centimeters from the body of the camera. So you can imagine that pretty much uh, covered anyone that was taking picture, pictures outside. Um, and in a lot of cons, you kind of, when you're outside, do your own thing, but because of the way Darling Harbour is set up, when you're outside of the con itself, you're not really, you're still kind of within the bounds of the Darling Harbour foreshore and all those kind of people. So they do like to um, flex their muscles a little bit, which makes perfect sense. If the Wiggles or Andre Ryu is playing, they're doing their best to combat bootleg copies of badly shot performances leaking out online. However, a convention like RTX and more so Smash, as Comic-Con, who both use the same venue, thrive on the interaction and buzz that semi-professional photographers bring to the event. It doesn't help that even going outside the venue into the surrounding park area still attracts scrutiny from local enforcement, with Harbour Foreshore Rangers moving on a couple of other photographers merely because they had a light stand or reflector. The council argues this is to regulate who is in the area and prevent guerrilla productions from doing commercial shoots on their land without permission. If you have a small crew, you can even apply for a low-impact photography permit, but in my humble opinion, this is a step too far in terms of red tape and just burdens the uh, official on the ground with the discretion to ruin an otherwise fun day out for pretty dubious reasons. No other venue we have attended has had similar restrictions, and we have never heard of so many photographers getting injected from the convention surrounds over a single weekend. A few vowed to never come back until the situation is rectified, which is understandable. Speaking to a Rooster Teeth official on Sunday, we discovered they were well aware of the problem and hoped they could liaise with officials on Sunday and hoped they could liaise with ICC management for a compromise next year and onwards. They're also planning to have a photo wall with lots of powerful lighting on site, so photographers don't need to bring their own, which is a great idea. We understand the team behind Smash are also making similar overtures to the ICC and we hope the misunderstanding is sorted out by the time it rolls around. It's a larger event which attracts a lot more cosplay and many more photographers, so this kind of drama is the last thing they need. Speaking of cosplay, we hope you enjoy our little galleries of some of the best we saw over the weekend. While the low numbers is at most about 10,000 over two days, meant we only saw a smattering of colourful costumes, those who did make the time to put something together went all out, and everyone appreciated their, appreciated their hard work. It was largely anime or video game themed with a lot of Halo characters and various Ruby favourites. There was no cosplay competition to speak of, but everyone seemed happy enough to have an excuse to show off their latest costumes and pose for photos with their friends. The store layout was adequate with plenty of room to browse the more popular merchandise purveyors like anime works, wicked stuff and pop culture. That's probably my favourite. Pop culture's got some cool stuff. Very pricey but they really do find some um, pretty sweet gear so if I ever sort of end up making any kind of money doing anything I know they're gonna benefit from my largesse. There was the usual smattering of paintball ticket resellers, indie developers showing off their latest games, media and game focused colleges. There are quite a few tech shops like Alienware, M-Wave selling big tickets item items like laptops and gaming PCs. You can't go past a giant semi-trailer with a huge flat screen displaying Overwatch tournaments which seemed to have queues all weekend. You could easily miss the artist alley which was hidden behind the truck though. Unfortunately it was only a smattering of artist stalls at $600 a pop for a table. It's not hard to understand why, but I hope the dozen or so tables that were there at least made their money back. They had some truly great eye candy on display and if I had any wall space left I would have been all over it. 
Unfortunately, ultimately, it was an enjoyable event. A few suggestions would include a cosplay comp and better relations with the scrupulous venue staff, but if you're a Rooster Teeth fan, I would be shocked if you didn't have a good time. For more general fans of pop culture, you would have to be pretty keen to get your cosplay and loot fix, but I'm in the bag for anything like this and plan on catching up on a lot more of their media, so I'm ready to dive in next year and actually get all the in-jokes and references. I hope to see you there too. So that's that one. Go back to features. I don't know. What are we at? 2017. God, that's a short one. Okay. Yeah, that is uh, pretty short. It's got lots of photos. It looks good. Hmm. I wonder if they're all on our Facebook as well. I'm pretty sure we are. I took care of that. For a low-key non-cosplaying attendee, I'm both overwhelmed and amazed at the cosplayers who put more effort into their costumes and props. You don't have to be an otaku to appreciate the rising subculture of Japanese pop culture. There are a few comic book characters that showed up that breaks the norm of anime, gaming and manga. Well, it is East meets West in the hubbub of it all, which is after all an exception either way. Not quite sure what that last bit means, but overall it's a pretty cool intro. As with all good things, the team behind Smash looks towards on focusing for the future ahead. Smash has exceeded expectations with over 16,000 attendees at Rose Hill Gardens this year alone. According to Susan Ma, public relations for Smash, they aim to not just be number one Japanese pop culture convention in Sydney. We want to be a Japanese pop culture convention that will be recognised on an international scale as well, along the likes of Anime Expo and Anime Festival Asia. As each year goes by, Smash continues to grow significantly in many ways, whether it's the increase in attendees or the variety of events and activities that we host across the weekend. We need a venue that will cater uh, Smash's growth and needs, and the Sydney Convention Centre will certainly fulfil that. And uh, also, many fans strongly preferred the original Convention Centre. We're sure that our recent announcement about our move to ICC will make many fans happy. As the old chapter closes, another opens next year. So that that's it. It's kind of light on the ground. And mostly it was the uh, PR's quote, but that's okay. There's a shot there of Josh Elvin. Always looking fine. Um, what's going on on Facebook? There's seven. Within half an hour or less, there's been seven notifications. Most of them are just emoji reactions. I did a pop prop builder and costume masters database, but uh, it's kind of died on the vine. It's really hard to find some here. I've got Collectomania Cosplay Comp 2017. It might be a good idea to read that because I'm about to organize this year's and uh, I don't know what's going on it's it's like in a month and I don't really have anything set up yet so I really have to get the ball rolling and I've got at least one judge Jet Shepard who we had on Banana Split a couple of weeks ago and ironically isn't super tight with Evie who was a judge last year but um, she unfriended me whether she knows that or not because last time I asked her about that she was like oh sorry I had no idea and re-added me but I've got a rule where I don't ask uh, twice. It's like, yeah, you knew, and you were just being polite. Because especially with um, ladies, if you keep asking why they uh, don't want to talk to you, it uh, can be a little bit, uh, what's the word, creepy? Um, awkward? Yeah, I just let them go. Walk away. It's even if you're not sure what's going on or why or whether there was a misunderstanding, it's just 
just got to let it go. Taking place on the 2nd of July, which is almost a year to the day from um, till this year's. This convention is more like a medium-sized collectibles market with an hour put aside in the middle of the day for a cosplay competition. There are no workshops, TV stars, or artist alley. It doesn't attract anywhere near the number of the numbers that larger cons like Supernovas, Comic Con, and the like. It doesn't even get near the numbers of medium-sized conventions like Comic Gong, Iron Fest, or Haven. I don't think Iron Fest belongs in that group. They're like bigger, much bigger than those two. After just going to it, it's like, yeah, that's that's huge. Iron Fest is massive. Anyway, that's perfectly fine. What it does bring in are a dedicated band of local cosplayers who are more than happy to have somewhere close by to try out their latest costumes and hang out with friends for a few hours. Trying to compete with the big boys would be setting it up to fail from the beginning. No, it's found its niche and some services that demand quite well. Oh, I see. I've completely misread that. I, my brain just fried on that circuit. Let's just try that again. No, it's found its niche and services that demand quite well. We had nearly 20 or so entrants for the competition and some of the best judges you could ask for deciding who would take home the cash. Our judges this year are this year's winner of Supernova, Spartan Genzi. Uh, see, I should get in touch with her again. Open her um, cosplay page and like it with my new profile. That's how long it's been. So I have to renew that acquaintance. None other than Evie Dantes, who had a, has a huge local and international following. Carly Graham, who constantly surprises with her on-point creations. And Dan DeMann, who never ceases to amaze with his tireless efforts, always showing up with something fresh. This year it was a full-suited Hannibal Lecter strapped to a trolley, a la the famous scene in Silence of the Lambs. I swear he spent most of the day strapped to that thing. Now that is dedication. Um, so I'll probably just get them again. They are quite good. Dan and Carly, they're hardcore. They uh, put in the effort every time. We also had Peter Stein and the Green Duchess as hosts, who did a great job in keeping the costumes flowing on and off the stage, while extracting as much information and entertainment from each entrant as humanly possible. Peter really knows how to rock that Joker persona and almost went toe-to-toe -to -toe with an oversized Harlequin teddy bear, or as she wanted to be known, Harley Bear. Grown Green Duchess. I think that's um, Amy Louise, maybe? Oh, no, I know who that is. Yeah, she was good. I have to get back in touch with her. I feel bad, but I've forgotten her real name. Meanwhile, back to the article. So, the Duchess managed to keep things... Keep them apart and calamity was avoided long enough for the competition to progress as smoothly as these things can. Though the numbers weren't huge, we still pulled a decent little crowd of enthusiastic supporters. Amongst the usual friends and family were quite a few keen market patrons who got caught up in the fun. In the end, we had to decide on just five winners though. Best female, Amy Louise, right. See, we could have her come back as a judge or something. She's um, quite a pro. Uh, Collectomania's choice. That was uh, Lindsay, who basically funds it and runs it. Um, well, the, the market event, he gets to choose one himself. And that was Cassie D. Cosplay, who are uh, some sisters in their early teens. And uh, they just go all out every year and blow us away with amazing costumes. Um, how many likes has their page got? It's weird, it doesn't pop up like straight away. You have to kind of scroll around to find it. 148. They deserve a lot more than that. Come on, guys. Give them some support. 
Uh, best male, Matthew Ferrugia, who we had on Banana Split last week. Uh, best overall was Holly playing Shigo. I'm not sure what that's from, but she has a cool green and black outfit that she made herself. Uh, very superhero looking. Best junior, name withheld, Kylo Ren. Everyone received a $50 voucher, see the big money, and a choice of Smash or Oz Comic Con passes. Best overall took home the $100 voucher. A great time was had by all, and this writer spent way too much on toys, model cars, and comics before joining everyone for a post-comp feed at the nearby Maccas. That's right, we kept it classy out here in the West, folks. We keep it classy. Come on, man. Tense. I really want to thank everyone who participated, from the contestants to the judges and hosts. With time and patience, the event will only thrive as long as we remember that it will never be as big as Nova uh, and other three-day weekend events that have reached the critical mass, which is just how we like it. Still, keep an eye on our Facebook page. There is another Collector Note Mania in October. If we climb back on the competition horse, we'll be the first to hear its impatient snort and stamping hooves. Wow, I got colourful there. Uh, it didn't happen. I think he's uh, more of a once-a-year guy, Lindsay, which makes sense. He can um, really not have it and make more money. So he's pretty much doing it out of the kindness of his heart, and we all have fun. So uh, good on him. I'll go back to the features list. So that's four pages into the website as of the 7th of May, 2018. So there's quite a few articles up there. There's at least 10 pages. I'll click on number 10 now. Yeah, there's 12 pages, okay, at this point. Um, the first one is about Neon Pop. And who wrote that? Because I don't think I did. It's an interview with um, a cosplayer named Neon Pop. And Revan wrote that. So he's really been with us from the get-go. He's the man. And then I did one about a um, short film festival, which our early benefactor, Everingham, Matt, um, helped set up. Um, he's since left the family, but uh, but uh, without money coming in and, and the you know tendency for people to just let things happen uh, in their own lives and, and kind of get caught up and not focus on the website. But uh, he got a bit frustrated, and that's fair enough. But I think 12, page 12, there's not too much worth reading there. We even had one there from Kieran, who was one of our early writers. Um, but I think he's also moved on, which is the nature of the beast. It's perfectly fine. There's no bitterness or expectations put on them. Hopefully we'll get some fresh blood at some point. And that's what I've been waiting for, basically. Someone with a drive and passion that sees that they can, you know, with a bit of um, commitment, really not so much reshape it or mould it, but be a big part of it it's it's basically a there's a fair vacuum in the like it's it's got potential is what i'm saying and no one's really using it yet so if the right person comes along it could really make it a vehicle to excel yeah and then i just got pulled into facebook again there's a thread about this michael kazarig guy he's like a really skinny young dude with big presence apparently in the cosplay scene I, I just weird i've never heard of him his facebook's since been deleted though because everyone's been jumping up and down about how he was asking all these girls for nudes and adding them to erotic snapchat groups and uh, very generally being a bit of a douche so it's gone a bit viral lately and um, 
Yeah, they're talking about banning him from Oz Comic Con and Supernova, and I don't think that's probably going to be an issue because, you know, given the fact that he's turned off his Facebook, he's probably not going to start showing up to events. So it's good that people get caught out, but there is a little bit of a witch hunt flavour to it, so hopefully no one gets too carried away. There's a lot of like, macho men going on about curb stomping and, um, you know, I'd just punch him in the face if I saw him, Jesus, you know, which obviously will never happen. But um, it's good that the girls are being empowered. Like, it's mostly girls commenting and a couple of guys um, just signal, <laughs> virtue signaling, um, like, completely redundantly. I would do this. Mm. Girls, gather around your white knight. Um, but ultimately, yeah, it's a good thing that, that someone that's crossed the line gets called out and uh, hopefully learns from this. And uh, whether there's some unfairness to the snowball effect, um, it's still needed to play out like it did, I guess. That's just how it goes, man. You can't you can't roll as hard as you did and not expect some splashback on social media. Um, there's also talk of Ere. They're talking about that Freddy guy as well, because um, this is Tash Burt's thread. And yeah, two other names have popped up and someone's asking who they are and I'm like, I'm not going to get involved. Basically, um, yeah, I wonder if he's still on my friends list. I don't think he's on this one. Um, and I've even forgotten his proper name. He's now just that Freddy guy to me. But yeah, he's always a bit uh, controversial in being a little bit too in character as Freddy Krueger. And uh, it's Messer, Gary Messer. That's it. Gary, there he is. Oh, he's a friend. May the 5th, there's some kind of FX marks, mask as a zombie. Um, and there's just pictures of his lounge room. It's just a couch and a wall. And then there's like 30 comments, which is just him saying, thanks, Selena. Thanks, Ray, Joy, John. You know, in separate comments, every time someone likes the picture, he will then make a comment thanking them like it's insane and, and you know each one's got a little smiley face with sunglasses clearly he's not all there and but people love to hate him and yeah you know god he does some amazing cosplays like he does it's not just freddie he does this uh guy from kiss i feel terrible i don't know the dude's name but he was walking around on these giant stilt boots and you know just come on he puts in the effort and uh just needs a bit of help i think knowing uh, how to interact with people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't talk to the guy on a regular basis, so hopefully he's uh, not suffering too much from, you know, the slings and arrows that uh, get thrown around on social media. Hopefully, I think that kind of, like, that same unawareness to, you know, like, there's even a photo here of him with his arms around a couple of girls that don't look too impressed, and he just is oblivious to it. That's... You know, at least with all the drama, he's just, I think it's like water off a duck's back for him. So there's that. So I think I'll sign off at 11 o'clock and uh, finally get some sleep. It's a bit earlier than last week, but it's still not enough. Um, I got the new truck today, so there's some exciting news. It's far too big. Um, it is automatic, though, and makes life a hell of a lot easier. Um, it's just going to be interesting maneuvering around some of the sites because... It's freaking huge for something as usual. So I will sign off. Thank you for listening. If you've got this far, 
I do appreciate it. Please get in touch um, or however long this it's been since I've posted this. I always love hearing any kind of feedback that you have. Um, yeah, I'll uh, bid you good... Well, I can't say good night because it could be whatever time it is that you're listening. So just um, have a solid 60 and uh, peace out, yo. Ba-dum. Thank you.